Introducing Kaleidogos, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends anonymously. And then I was like, I really can't do this anymore. And I started having like <laughs> full-blown panic attack to the point where the teachers <laughs> had to take me to like this other area, like near the teacher's cabin or whatever. And you weren't embarrassed at all? No, no. At this point, like when I get in that mood, all I want is like the end result of like my parents being there. Like I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. So you I weren't am, embarrassed it was your first I year of senior school, give, like year seven? I did not give a flying fuck. I did not stop crying. And then the teachers started getting really pissed off at me being like, you need to like stop crying. Like you're making the other girls upset. And I was like, I will stop crying if my mum can come on the camp. Welcome to Collide Goss. Have we started? We have started. Mm, woohoo! I feel weird because, again, I don't have headphones on and I'm, like, lying down on my lounge here because we had a bit of sun today, which has been a really big change for us because it's been very overcast here in Sydney. If you're not from Sydney, it's been fucking shit, really. It's been god-awful. Yeah, and we had, like, a shoot day today and we were like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to make the best of it and have, like, a sunbake. And I kind of got burned and now I feel really tired. <laughs> Yeah, I'm drinking. I'm drinking through the pain. Are you? Mm. Yeah, good on you, Steffi. Good on you, Steffi Waffy. Um, so Stephanie, how was our weekend? Well, it was your birthday. You tell I me. I know. Yeah, so it was my thirtieth, as everyone probably knows. Um, and we decided to go up to Palm Beach. We had a really good time. It was actually raining the whole weekend. So originally, I was like, "This is a bit shit." We've actually like bloody hideout like a beach house on the beach thinking you know what it could go two ways we could be inside the whole time and I was kind of being really negative being like of course we'd be drinking but I was just thinking like you know inside boring vibes can't use the beach or it would have gone the other way like we're having outdoor barbecues like swimming sunbaking anyway it went option a but that was actually totally fine we went to Bert's on Friday Raining, who cares? Beautiful restaurant. We just got really lit with all our friends. Great service, I might add, and really great food packages. Like, as in the food package I got, I kept getting, like, confused it was, like, the one up because we got so much food. We got so much food. It was so good. Like, we got oysters. You know, you usually don't get oysters on those kind of things unless you get, like, the top one. We got oysters. We got... Like salmon on bread, which I don't really like. Why was, are you saying that? Because you hated that. No, but I feel like that's like a d- <laughs> delicacy. Oh, yeah. You, you know nice. what I mean? What I, like yeah. it's quite fancy. And then we got beautiful pastas, meat. Well, the, yeah, the thing is we thought the pastas were like a main, but it wasn't. We had more meat to go. And we got dessert. And we got fish. Oh, and we got fish. Yeah, we got heaps of stuff. We what were like, was that dessert again? It was that like cake, cake pudding thing though. It had a spoon. I kind of, I don't know. I think most desserts have a spoon. As in, like, you had to, like, go into the bowl and eat, like, you <laughs> no, know what I mean? No, that was at your birthday. That was at your other birthday. Anyway. Wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it wasn't. It was a tart, chocolate tart thing. Yeah, it was yeah, a chocolate sorry. tart. So we went to Bert's on the Friday. So much fun. Had a massive night. Then we had Ella's parents over the next day. That was a beautiful lunch as Yeah, well. I actually woke up, like, not hungover. It was really weird. I was just sort of tired. And yeah, then the neither. next day, though, the funniest thing, though, we were at the house and we got this, like, beautiful home and we were upstairs, like, 
having lunch and then my mum went downstairs to use the take a dump (laughs) well she said she wasn't she said when she came back upstairs she'd done only like a number one and she's like the toilet's blocked though and eddie had said previously that the toilet had wigged out and he kind of fixed it and then mum obviously went down there and it just like went to like next level blockage and eddie went down he was like yeah it's not looking good so he had to like ring the number during lunch this like guy like turned up who wasn't even a plumber steph thought he was really hot he was gorgeous. Um, he came in like thongs and he was like, I've never, I've only done this once before. And we were like, who the fuck are you then? Like, what are you doing here? He also, like, he was just a handyman. I don't know. He was like a friend. I swear he said like a family friend. And I was like, this is really random. And this, like when they started like plunging, I didn't go down there, but Eddie said it was fucked. Like him and mum went down to help the guy, like because it got like kind of out of control. Eddie said it kind of went good and then it got real bad and like everything was coming up through the drains and then we had to like open all the doors because it just stunk like shit. Remember when we were eating? (laughs) And we were just like, this is a lot, but we're going to keep trudging through. This is a birthday weekend. We're going to trudge through this shit and continue. Yeah, we did trudge through and it was absolutely fine. Shit disappeared. I went downstairs and I... I don't think we've gone through one podcast episode without talking about I know, it's so fucked. But this was actually, like, an intricate part shit. of the weekend. Yeah. Um, anyway, so went downstairs. Yeah, they, my mum and Eddie cleaned it up so well that I couldn't even notice that there was shit all over the floor not long ago. Um, we got back to our lunch. Did you take any big dumps down there? <sighs> I reckon someone shoved a tampon down there. That's what happened. Yuck. Like... Cheating should be fine in a toilet. <laughs> you know so. Like, you know what I mean? And then the guy left, though, and he was like, just no more number twos downstairs. And I was like, but that's what a toilet's for. Where, like, where else are you meant to do And we're paying, like, a lot of money for this house. Like, why can't I do a poo where I want to do a poo? Just take a dump on the grass. <laughs> no, shut up. I just didn't want to do, like, we already had people upstairs. It was so awkward, that other bathroom going up there. Like, I had my own, like, luxury bathroom. That was, like, a very weird spanner that's a blip on my radar of that night. Yeah. And then we had people come. We had Mushin and his girlfriend come over. That was fun. Love her. Yeah, and we just partied and then, fuck, went to bed early, kind of semi-early by 12, and then we woke up and I felt fine. Again, I was actually so nervous all weekend that I'd be, like, hung. Like, after the first night, I'd be done. Because, you know, when you go really hard on the first night and then we woke up. Had to do a bit of cleaning, though. And then we went to the bloody RSL, which is a vibe. So nice. Loved it there. And then that was kind of it. Then went home and it was my birthday the next day. Um, I cried on the Sunday night. Yeah, talk me through that. What's that <laughs> I was kind of just a bit like scat, I think, or something. Like a bit, you know, from just feeling a bit like all over the place from the weekend as in like, you know, just but drank a bit. did something specific set you off? Because uh, I feel like you're not a random cry. You've got to have something to set you off. Well, I think I was kind of like, well, it's just a bit down. Like you've had such, such a good weekend and then you're back at your house and you've got work the next day and it's your 30th on a Monday. And I was just like, Eddie was just being a bit like, he was like usually really hyper when he drinks, but sometimes he can be a bit like, down down not down but just like quiet quiet and a bit moody mm. and I kind of was like needing a high energy still I feel because like you needed a hype squad I needed a bit of a hype squad after coming back from such a good weekend like I didn't want it to be like just flat so you and needed then- him to be like have a shower and wash your face <laughs> no. unpack your suitcase 
new maybe. room. Maybe I didn't eat that. Anyway, I went to bed and it was kind of late and then I just started crying and he was like, are you crying? <laughs> and he was like, you crying because you're about to turn 30? And I'm like, I don't know. And I couldn't speak. That's how much I was sobbing. You know, you can't really talk. Oh, you were hysterically crying. Like, not like just awkwardly crying to the point where it was just like, oh, I don't even know. You know, when you're a bit confused and a bit like, fuck, I just feel really weird. Yeah. Well, as we've discussed, turning 30 is scary. Yeah, it was actually not that scary. I'm being a fuckwit, though. Like, just Sorry get over for it. the noise there. Ellis Sorry. My neck's really bad. I've done my neck as well. So what happens when you, you turn 30. You didn't actually talk about what you got for your birthday. Um, I just had a blank of the brand. Bottega. <laughs> Bottega bag. Bottega croissant bag. Green with envy colour. And it's so cute. Did you feel horny when you got it? Yeah, it's my first designer bag. And I did a little speech about what I always thought my first designer bag would mean to me. As in, like, I really felt like it had to be meaningful because, fuck, like, some people just get designer shit for just no reason at all. And, like, it should mean something to you. And I remember when one of our clients told us, you remember when we had that conversation with her, like, one of our wealthy clients and we were in her closet and she was like, um, I was like, God, fuck, you're so lucky. Like, I was looking at all her stuff, like, in her wardrobe, and it was, like, amazing. It was, like, a girl's dream. And she was just, like, gave a really good point about, like, it should have meaning all your stuff and, like, it all should tell a story. Like, oh, no, that's a lie. She did not say that. She said <laughs> her first – she can still remember the first feeling she had when she got her first designer bag and how she will always remember that. Can I go a little bit off topic? Yeah. So when you said that speech about your bag being having meaning behind it with your 30th and your first designer piece, yeah. when we had our big DM last week about work stuff and I was like, what makes you happy? And I've been asking all my friends what makes them happy. It's never attributed to a material thing, which is what our client yeah. ultimately said to us. What yeah. makes you most happy in life? We're really going off topic though now. But, yeah, I can quickly say that. Um, sure, Stephanie. It didn't really take me that long to come up with an answer, but it involved um, being out in the fresh air <laughs> and being in nature, like on a bushwalk. <laughs> I know it sounds so fucking weird, but I'm actually really happy like when I'm like feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere, like on a bushwalk. Like I feel like I'm like... And are you with who are you with? Solo. Oh, I wouldn't like being solo on a bushwalk in the middle of nowhere. No, I'd have like a panic attack. I like like if I was with someone and we're just like talking. You know, when you're getting really deep chats on like a bushwalk, you feel like I'm my, and I'm really happy as well if I'm really like not hungover and I'm fully sober. Don't you reckon like you feel really fresh and like ready for anything? And you feel like you've accomplished something for the day. I don't think that as much. I just like being there in the fresh air. Being in the present. And being present. I feel really happy. Yeah. How about you? I'm most happy when I'm on a beach. Oh, yep. With a Chardonnay in hand and my favourite book. Whatever book I'm reading mm. at the time. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm not moving. I'm a very sloth-like creature. I'm most happy. That or... Lying in bed again with a glass of Chardonnay, watching Real Housewives by myself. Cool. 
Yeah, we're so, quite different. Oh, no, the beach one's not that different, but, like... None yeah. of them involve a material thing. None of them involve, like... Except Real Housewives. <laughs> yeah, f- sorry, that'll cost you $5 a month to be your most happy. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't know why we got onto this, but I feel like that's, like, a 30-year-old kind of answer, both of our answers. Yeah. Don't you think? Or not? I think my answer if I was 18 would be, like going to praise and then yeah, we were talking about this. up with a random guy that you <laughs> liked yeah i said like the yeah, my happiest memory we were talking about it with my cousin shout out to poppy shout out poppy because <laughs> she's young obviously a lot younger than us 15 um and i was saying if i was at her age my happiest would definitely be like on a saturday at praise with like my friends like having your first drink you can't drink that age fuck but you know what I mean um everyone kind of did it uh, <laughs> but like getting ready getting like talking about the party like you always have something to go to and it was so exciting like and there's always feeling. someone that feeling of someone yeah at the party like, like you have like, a crush oh, on oh my god so and so is gonna be there like we might like we don't get that anymore tonight. we've gone off topic but we thought we'd do an episode because 2021's been such a fucked up year that we talk about some triggering moments in our life that will hopefully make you More, laugh. We're talking about like funny triggering Funny stories. triggering, yeah. just like how did that happen to me? Um, <laughs> very unorganised today, so not sure how this is going to go, but I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Very excited. So I think we'll start with you, Ella. <laughs> well, Ella is an anxious person in a different way to me. And since I've known her, she's told me some really, really, really fucked up stories that I even think are fucked up and I'm completely fucked in the head, so they're very fucked up. Yeah. And my favourite story of all time that she hasn't told on the podcast is Year 7 Camp. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Over to you. Over to me. Um, Okay. So I've always, like, like, when I was, like, younger, suffered from, like, really bad separation anxiety. Like, like, you know, my whole life, ever since I can remember – all the way up to year seven, I always had, like, issues with my mum and dad going away, couldn't go on sleepovers, couldn't, like... What about the story with the babysitter? Sorry, I love that story Oh, yeah, well. like, that was even, like, yeah, that's, like, when it all first kind of happened. I think I was, like, seven or something, and my mum and dad tried to go on a romantic trip away to Thailand. <laughs> they literally had to cut it short because I would not stop fucking crying, and the babysitter was like, fuck this, like, you've got to come back. Um, I should have probably gone and got help then but I didn't I don't I think because I had the bedwetting situation still going then which I did get help with so this has been like an ongoing thing but then when I like I was able to go on year five and six camp so I think mum and dad thought maybe she's a bit better but I think year five and six camp was okay for me because I think it all revolves around me feeling like really comfortable and when I'm out of my comfort zone I like everything's exaggerated for me, like big time. I think even now I have that, but in a different way, you, you know. still have that now, yeah. Still have that now. Like I like to be really comfortable, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so year seven camp came when I – and I moved to a new school, obviously. I went to went from my co-ed, like local primary school to a private Catholic all-girls school. Didn't know anyone. And year seven camp, they decided to put like at the fucking start of the year when we hadn't even met. Like, I didn't have any fucking friends. So I begged my mum and dad 
Are you trying to justify this story? Kind of. You can't. You simply cannot. But continue. Yeah. So I asked them not to go, though. And I have clear memories of being in our upstairs bedroom. I was, like, bawling my eyes out, trying to watch TV, calm myself down before the, like, morning came. And I couldn't sleep. And mum was like, you have to do this. You know, we're going to have to make you do this. Like, please, just give it a go. You'll feel really good once you do it. You're going to make heaps of friends. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, I fucking won't. I'm literally going to have a panic attack when I get there and it's going to make it a lot worse for me to make friends. Anyway, morning came. I was still begging mum and dad not to go and they're like, nah, you're doing it. I found out like all these other girls that had anxiety problems didn't have to go. Like I was just so off it. Mum dropped me off at the fucking, you know, where all the buses pick you up, all the camp buses. Shoved on the buses. Didn't have any mates. I was so anxious. I just wanted to fucking cry. Who did you sit next to? I sat next to this lovely girl called Imogen um, and she was actually a junior school girl. So, Oh, she wasn't even in your year? No, as in like she'd come from the junior school. So oh, like okay, yeah. all the junior school kids, it was so much easier for them. They had all their like best mates. Like yeah. it wasn't anything new. Yeah. So she was fine. Anyway, I got there. I was like, oh, my God. When I got there, it was like, you know, when you go over those bridge things, like if you're going to the central coast and you hit the, I yeah. can't remember that name yeah, of yeah, that, that area. Yeah, beautiful lake there. Yeah, with the big arch bridges. Yeah. Anyway, so I got there, you get dropped off and you have to get a ferry to one of those islands out there. Is that where your camp was? Yes. That is so nice. Ours was fucking miles away. It's Yeah, it wasn't that nice. It was one of those weird like, like wreck, sport and wreck kind of looking places though. Got there anyway, got shoved into a fucking cabin with people and I remember all the bunks and it was like really white lighting as well, you know, that triggering, like, yeah, anyway. I don't remember when it started but I was like, I might have got through one night and then I was like, I really can't do this anymore and I started (laughs) having like full-blown panic attack to the point where the teachers... had to take me to like this other area like near the teacher's cabin or whatever and you weren't embarrassed at all no no at this point like when I get in that mood all I want is like the end result of like my parents being there like I'm like I don't want to do this anymore so you I weren't am, embarrassed it was your first I year of senior school give, like year seven I did not give a flying fuck I did not stop crying the teachers had to uh, then I like recruited like other girls that were decided they were homesick to and they wanted their mum to come like people started like kind of following my hysteria is that weird i remember everyone being like oh like no, i want my mom that's a thing and it was like then mass the te- hysteria yeah and then the teachers started getting really pissed off at me being like you need to like stop crying like you're making the other girls upset and i was like i will stop crying if my mum can come on the camp Anyway, so they got on – I think they got on to my mom and they so gave – So you were threatening your teachers. I was threatening the teachers. And right. then when, the, when they gave me the phone to my mom, I was, like, screaming. I was, like, you have to come here. Like, I remember being, like, I am not going to start – I'm not going to stop crying unless you fucking get here. So my mom, who's, like, the complete opposite to me, she's, like, so chilled, don't really ever see her cry – she was, like, mortified by my behaviour and she was, like, oh, my Fair God. Enough. I will come, Ella, but this is so weird. She got on, <laughs> like, drove up to, like, the Central Coast area wherever it's, like, Mooney Mooney Bridge or whatever, like, had to catch a ferry over. I remember I was, like, I remember this really clearly because mum remembers this fucking moment really clearly too because she was, like, that was so weird. You weren't embarrassed. Like, it was really odd behaviour. I was sitting in, like... The fucking, like, you know, where you have your lunch or breakfast in the canteen area. 
I don't know who I was sitting with. I was probably sitting with no one. And they told me my mum had arrived and I went out onto the deck and I like ran to her with open arms, you know, like out of a movie. And mum was like, get off me, what the fuck? And I like embraced her and then she came back in with me and sat with me, just me and her. <laughs> How did you manage to make friends after that? Like that is No one knew it up. was me. And then she stayed the night. Where did she sleep? We slept in a cabin together and then she went home and then I stayed the last night by myself and I was like kind of recovered but everyone was like probably like, you're a freak. Like I can't – I stayed another night by myself because I knew I could do the one night without her because I could just get home the next day. It was like the biggest adventure of my life at the time, I felt. I was so (laughs) fucked in the head. Then it was so Surely they were like, you need clinical help after that. Yeah, well, that's what happened. So when I got back, mum and dad were like – like we've just like had enough, like it's ruining your life kind of thing. Like you're never going to like be able to make friends. You won't be able to go to sleepovers. Like you, we've got to book you into North Shore Hospital, which is like the hospital in our area. And it was like this clinic where parents and kids both get counselling though. So we'd go off to a ro- into a room and my parents would go off into another room with all the parents with the kids in the group. And when I got there, I just like remember the pivotal moment when I was like, I can't. Like, this needs to just be shaken. This is actually ridiculous. I'm, like, 14 years old and I have separation anxiety from my mum and dad because we had to go around the table and say why we were there and everyone else had, like, kind of, like... Real issues. Yeah, but mine's a real issue, Stephanie. Do not put it down. That is not very nice. <laughs> everyone else had, like... Most kids are, like, fuck off mum and dad at that age. It's quite an un- Sorry, it's a real issue. It's just highly unusual. unusual. for that age, Yeah. yeah germaphobes we had so she couldn't even go into like the classroom we had this other boy who's actually like a shore boy which was so mortifying because like later on in life I'd like see him here and there and I'd be like we never talked about it um he had anxieties like had breakdowns over like assignments like when assignments were due that sounds like me yeah and then they'd get to me at the table and they're like what's wrong with you and I'm like um, I've got separation anxiety from my mummy and daddy. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I remember that my ladder, because you had to draw like a ladder of what, like, your. No, you need to explain this. So that you get like with anxiety clinics like this, they obviously have like milestones they want you to reach. So their kind of way of helping you deal with like your big problem is to like take mini steps to reach that point where you feel like you've got control over it. So my other mini issues that revolved around my separation anxiety was that I couldn't sleep in my own bedroom, even at age 13, whenever at 14 or whatever I was. I had a whole bedroom set up downstairs in my house, family house now, all dressed up in a very nice Ikea furniture my mum had gotten for me. <laughs> and I had to sleep upstairs with my little sister near my parents' room in like a bunk bed. I also had to sleep with a nightlight, like couldn't be in the dark. You still sleep with a nightlight. I've actually haven't been lately because Ruby's downstairs at the moment. Anyway, so they gave me like pointers. So every week I had to come back and discuss where I was up to on my ladder to the point where I'd reached the top. So by the end of it, though, I was actually completely cured. (laughs) Sorry, I'm... I'm wondering... Your face is like, You're definitely over the separation anxiety with your parents... Can sleep in my bedroom downstairs. I did obviously manage to do that. Can you sleep in your house by yourself? I've only done that once. Okay. That's hard for me still. I would probably maybe have to have like a refresh. Does Royal North Shore offer this service for adults? Like a refresh Probably. Do you reckon I should go? Do you think I'm that bad still? Um... 
I think I used to be the same as you staying by myself and I've gotten over it and I think... Can I just say that one time I stayed by myself, my cousin got home and didn't tell me? That was fucked. Yeah, so that set you back a little bit. But Mm. it's definitely something to work on maybe when we talk about our 2022 goals. What? But I can stay in an apartment by myself. It's just my house. You own a Rottweiler. Yeah, but I said to Eddie, Eddie's like, it's always something else. Like, I went away with him and I, like, freaked out and didn't sleep that night at that holiday house we went to. And I got the dog to sleep on top of me. And then I was like, I just feel more safer if I had another one. And Eddie was like, And do you know what I hate? Do you know what I hate about what you do? Is you come come to work that day and you go, Oh, it was so fucked up. Like, you know, we could hear all the train noise and it sounded like someone was there. And, like, even Eddie said it was really fucked up. And then I'll speak to Eddie and Eddie's like, no, Ella no, was crazy. No, said it was Ella, noisy. Ella said that, and that's when you were like, I need another Rottweiler because I'm, I'm not going to have enough to protect me. And I'm like... Well, now my Rottweiler sleeps in a crate, thank you very much here, because I don't want to put any anxiety on him. Yeah, well, he's already got bad anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that camp story? That actually reminds me, which is like the perfect mirror of our personalities. So... And our parents. So when I went on year nine camp, when I got, it was like a 12 day camp and halfway through. 12 days, I'd literally like. Oh, I hated every I'd second of it. I'd melt into the ground if I, I had to do that new I segment. I hated every second of it. And because I was also quite anxious, I couldn't sleep at night because I, I wasn't scared. I was just like, I'm cold. Agitated. I'm uncomfortable. I wish I was at home. I didn't miss my parents. I miss like my bed mm. and the comforts. And I remember my mum giving me a bottle of Demazin. And she was like... What's Demazin? Demazin's like a nighttime cold and flu, which makes you fall asleep. And she's like... And your mum was giving you this? Yeah, she gave... Is that legal? This is the start of the end of my addiction to sleeping pills. So, (laughs) year nine camp. Year nine camp. So, anyway, it gets to like night four or five, and I'm like fuck me, like I haven't slept in five nights. I've been carrying around this. You know how someone has to carry the wok yeah. every single time? I Actually, was the, no, so I didn't do that. There was camp. a giant wok, like a giant metal wok where we cooked all our so food. Scared. And like the slowest person every day had to carry it and I was always the slowest. That was your punishment. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was this like tiny little girl carrying this fucking giant metal wok. I looked like a ninja turtle <laughs> and I would be like walking up the hill being like, someone please take me from this and just simply murder me like I can't do was it, it that weird thing that Duke of Ed camp you were doing yeah it was something like that like Askin went pretty hectic on them anyway the Duke of Ed you could choose no 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 I didn't choose no. it it was just a hectic camp anyway we get to like night five and I'm like the last one every day um I haven't had any sleep and then it's like a light bulb goes off in my mind and I was like I wonder what that bottle of Demerson's going to do if I take that tonight. <laughs> and I remember, I, like you. I remember lying in the tent with whoever I was with and and the chick was like, you know, you have your stupid fucking headlight torch thing on. Yeah. And we just had a dirty wok of shit. And you know when you, you, know when you had the trail mix and it had little bits yeah. of chocolate in it? All I would eat was the bits of yeah, chocolate. Of so I was like, 
Oh, and I also had just gotten glandular fever, but I didn't know it yet. So like, like you had glandular fever on that camping trip. That's yeah, I so got hectic. it on that camp, and like, mum got really angry. But my mum's a fucking dramatic psycho, so she like lost it at the school when I came back because I was like emaciated, <laughs> fucking <laughs> a hunchback, become like dependent on cold and flu yeah, medication. Yeah, so I was the hunchback of Notre Dame because I was carrying around a fucking like picture like a fucking fire pit <laughs> on your back. <laughs> And that was me. And then I'm lying in this tent with the chick I'm rooming with. I can't even remember who it was. It might have been Charlotte Hale, I think. I can't remember. Whoever it was. Shout out to Charlotte Love Hale. Love you, Charlotte. She finds me so fucked up already. And I, I don't think it was her, though. And I remember, like, lying down. I'm like, haven't slept. And I was like, fuck, I'm getting this demonstration fucking bottle out of my back. Like, <laughs> fucking I don't selling care. that shit. I don't care where it is. How I'm finding it. Like, 13 or something. Starting them young. Nice. And... The girl next to me was like, oh, there's a fucking spider in the, in the tent. And I looked at the spider. I'm like, not fucking tonight. No. Like, not tonight. And I got the Demerson bottle and I looked at it and I was like, mm, I'm going to take like three quarters. Of this. No, not three quarters. That's such an exaggeration. I'm going to take like a quarter of this bottle. And at this stage, I'm like malnourished. So you sculled the bottle. Sculled the Demerson and I remember vividly the feeling and it's like almost like I'm a heroin addict. Can you overdose on that shit? Not really. Not really? Chasing that high and I remember being in, you know, lying in my tent staring at that fucking stupid spider going like, I don't give a fuck. You can fall (laughs) on my face right now because I'm about to KO and I had the best sleep of my life and I remember I was like, Give me that fucking Did you turtle. wake up feeling good? I woke up. I was like, I can seize the day. Like, all you bitches get up. I'm Did carrying- you have more the next day? Like, no, in no, the no. day? No, no, I was like, I'm carrying this fire pit up the hill. And I remember, like, I actually, I didn't win, but I was, like, middle of the pack didn't have to carry the fire pit, took Demazon every night after that. And, and then and when came- did you stop taking Demazon? Did you so become, I, like, I, addicted for the rest of, like, your years no. at school? So I, mum would give me Demerson when I would have, like, anxiety attacks before exams, which were a lot, and I'd stay up the whole night before an exam and wouldn't sleep. Yeah, you so sound scared. like Grace. And then I upgraded to rest of it, and that's where I'm at now. Proud of you. Proud of you, girl. You've come a long way from year seven. So my anxiety clinic that my mum put me into was, was drugging drugs. me. <laughs> See, I went the opposite and went, like, the... The um, psychological route. Oh, my God, that can't <laughs> fuck me up. Yeah, I would, yeah. Well, good on you that you gave it a go. <laughs> yeah. I did too, though, but, yeah, just we went different ways. You didn't make an absolute fool of yourself. Sorry, I went on a 12-day camp and my mum didn't turn up once. I'm saying I gave it a go, but you it didn't did. go well. You stayed the yeah. by yourself. Just more, yeah. So, so, yeah, that was... There were, there were no lessons learned for me from that. I just no. continued down my journey. My sleeping my sleeping has gotten better since meditating and you've gotten less anxious, but both mm. triggering moments. Both triggering moments. On to the next. So Ella's very good at getting people to do exactly what she wants. <laughs> and it started at a really young age. And when she told me this story, I was like, holy fuck. I am that metaphorical girl locked in that toilet, locked in that you bedroom. You would do this as well. Oh, I'd 100% do it. So my mum and dad, I think, like, literally think I've made this up in my head, but I definitely didn't because it is so clear. I just don't think they can really remember it. I don't know. Maybe they had too many weird stories from my childhood. But I remember clearly I had this friend of mine over and I had the at my old house I had the, this, like, b- bedroom at the front 
And I remember like we were playing in the bedroom and I think I saw her mum come home. She rang the doorbell, came in, our parents were friends, chit-chatting. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, my God, like, do you want to go? You know, and she's like, I don't want to go. And we, like, kind of, like, disgusted in, I don't know, we must have been, like, five, five-year-old way. And I was like, we need to, like, come up with a way for you to stay. And I was like, I'm going to put the cupboards against my door so when the parents do try and get in, they won't be able to open the door. So we moved my whole room around and like shoved all these fucking cupboards in front of the door. And we kind of just sat around and I remember just being like, fuck, what do we do now kind of thing? Like there's actually not that many activities in my room to play with. But we think, I think it was just the whole like fun and excitement of being locked in my bedroom. The enjoyment of being a bit naughty. Anyway, it was probably like... I think they talked for a while and it was probably like maybe 20 minutes later they I came up to the see, door. You know when little kids go like... Shh. Yeah, we've been really quiet. And they started knocking on the door being like, you know, let's just call her Rhonda. 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 <laughs> it's time to go home. And they were like knocking on the door. And, you know, like just before they first try, you know, like you're like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? And um, knocked on the door and they tried to like shove the door and it was obviously like cupboards in front of the door. Um, can I just go back? Cause I fucked the story up. Cause we already did a shit. <laughs> Cause I'm just thinking this is fast forwarding too fast. I'm going to go back to the actual point of the story. <laughs> so, just keep going. So we got there. Yeah, so anyway, we were locked in this room and. <laughs> my friend asked me if she could go to the bathroom because we were like kind of bored sitting in there not doing much. We were just waiting for this moment for the parents to try and get into the room. And um, she looked at me and was like, I really need to go to the bathroom. And I said, well, you can't because we've got the cupboards in front of the door and you need to stay over at my house and play more. <laughs> you're anyway, not allowed to leave. You're not allowed to leave. And she was like, but I really need to go. And I was like, look. Did she my- go, I need to poo? I don't know what she- – I don't know when we agreed – about if it was a number one or two. Um, but I looked at my... <laughs> I looked at my like my flooring and it wasn't carpet, it was floorboards. And I was like, eh, I could probably just... So you made the executive decision that a shit on the floorboards I was like, look, we could make this work. I looked at it and I'm like, <laughs> we've just got to work with what we've got. And we've got floorboards, we've got a locked door, it's very private... You just go in one corner, I'll go in the other <laughs> corner, just face each other's backs. And I was like, I'll do it too with you to make you feel better. <laughs> and I, yeah, squatted on the ground of my floorboard, floorboards in my bedroom and took a dump in my bedroom <laughs> while she did the same on the opposite side of the room with no toilet paper and then we kind of like turned around and looked at each other and I just remember being like maybe we've gone a bit too far but <laughs> I'm gonna roll with it still <laughs> and then you know fuck next minute the parents are knocking on the door and I'm like oh my god we've got like steaming shits in the room like they're gonna walk in I've really overdone this. And, like, the parents were like, come on, like, well, you've been so silly, like, laughing that we've put, like, the cupboards against the door or whatever. <laughs> and eventually they, like, shoved it open, like, this is getting ridiculous, and, like, really gave it a good nudge and, like, walked in their room and they were like, Rhonda, Ella, like, oh, like, when they looked at each other and they were just, like, mortified. And I remember being so embarrassed at that moment. 
And that's where the memory stops. Don't remember what happened after. <laughs> it's pretty weird shit, literally. Yeah. On that note, I remember. <laughs> so I was in like year one or year two. So like pretty late in the game. And we had these things. They're the most amazing playground toys of all time. They were like roly-poly balls that you would like flip around in and get pushed around in. Mm. And I remember I was in them with like two or three other girls. And one of the girls, I remember being like, fuck, like, I like this girl. She's really cool. Like, blah, blah, blah. And we were like hysterically <laughs> laughing in the roly-poly. And I remember being <laughs> the like... roly-poly. I remember being like, mm, <laughs> that's not a fart. <laughs> And I did a tiny <laughs> shit in my undies. And I remember just, like, getting up out of the thing and, like, kind of looking at everyone and, like, we had dresses as uniforms. And I was like, oh, fuck, I've got a giant turd in my undies. And I remember being, like, trudging oh, up. Like, up, we had the stairs up to the teacher's office. And I remember, like, trudging up there with this giant shit in my pants. <laughs> And you had to tell the uniform shop that you had to. And have I had it. to tell the uniform shop, and she was like, "Oh, darling, that's terrible! Like, what's happened to you? Like, did you have to have a new dress or just new undies?" No, she's like, "You need, you need to go to the toilet and put that in the toilet. Like, what are you expect? put it in the toilet?" And I was like, such a fucking like brat that I would have normally expected mum to just like deal with that whole thing. Instead, you let this poor what uniform or office yeah, lady and deal she's with like, it. Darling, you've got to go to the toilet. Like, you've got to pull down your undies and go to the Good. toilet. And I was like, okay, done. And she's like, and then bring me your dirty undies. I'll give you. Yuck. And you had to put them in a plastic bag to bring home in your backpack. Do you remember? <laughs> it's so, so fun. And you know what? Like, this is meant to be a triggering podcast, but to this day, I still find shit stories so you do. hilarious. You like, like them more than me. I think they're the funniest things on earth. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Why people get so weird about them. Like, if someone shut themselves in front of me, I would honestly be hysterical. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be pretty, like, smelly. It'd be stanky, but it'd be funny. Yeah, true. Well, that actually reminds me of a really funny story that I think it happened throughout maybe year 10 and 11. So we're still talking about shit then. Kind of, but not involving myself. Okay. Um, So all our friends, like, went through a period of, like, all living in, like, Seaforth, Clontarf, like, area. And my best friends, like, in high school moved there. So I used to, like, stay there all the time. And, like, everyone that we hung out at the time lived around there. So you all used to, like, go out. And then they all knew that all the girls, like all our group, would stay at this particular house. And it kind of became like a thing where like we'd all walk home together and then we'd go off in our separate ways. And all of a sudden <laughs> their house started to get egged like all the time. <laughs> and we'd wake up with their mum running in at like, I don't know, it must have been like two in the morning or whatever, being like, the house has been egged again. Girls, get up get up like screaming and we'd be so (laughs) disorientated and be like what the fuck is going on and we'd get up and like there'd be eggs like all over the house like all like the actual eggshells like have you had your egg house before i have not and it got to the point where it was just really weird and we'd be like messaging all the boys that we were hanging out like with at the time like you guys like stop fucking egging the house or whatever. Like it's so weird. And they'd be like, it's not us. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. So then this went on for like 
a few weeks and their mom started to like threaten being like, I'm getting like so over. I can't believe I've moved here. It's just turned into like a fucking like teenager's dream for all of you guys. But my house is getting egged like every weekend because (laughs) the boys that are doing it obviously know you and they find it so funny, your reaction. And we were like, it's not them. Like, it's not them. Like, I don't know. And like, we kind of just like went along (laughs) with it for ages. Anyway. I we had our summer break and I went off to Thailand with my family and I remember I like looked at my laptop or my phone and I had like literally like 10 missed calls they were twins um from both of them oh, or maybe from one of them and they're like you need to ring me like right now um and the egging had escalated to <laughs> <laughs> They obviously went out. I wasn't there again when I like on a normal Saturday night, Saturday night to like one of the boys house around the corner and they'd gotten back, said goodbye to the boys or whatever. And one of the boys used to live like two doors up from this house that we all stayed at. And they'd obviously gone to bed and in the morning had woken up. And I think their auntie was staying there too at the time or something like she was there that night, had gone outside and their mom was like screaming again and they'd obviously walked out and realized it wasn't eggs this time like there was no eggshells and they looked at the car and it was like shh, like they didn't know what it was at first they thought it was just mud like all over the car <laughs> and there was like a broken stop sign as well next to the car with brown stuff all over it too and they were like that is like I remember I think Jude was like losing it being like my car my car my car and then the smell like kind of like went over them and they were like oh my god this is shit and I had got like all these calls from Claudia being like we've been kicked out of the house me my sister and my dad were at the hotel in Manly like my mum has like lost it like I don't know what to do this has escalated too far blah 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 like I'm like dying like you know like she was mortified the mum they all thought it was dog poo though shit (laughs) so they thought that someone one of the boys they like actually rang the police and the police rocked up to one of the boys house and they were like have you done this to the car and I think they all thought it was dog shit but they'd actually snapped like one of the stop signs out near the house (laughs) taken a dump on the stop sign and gotten it and used it as like a kind of like spoon or like, you know, like the cake spreaders that you use for cake and spread it. Like shoveled all shit. All over their car. And the police got involved in everything and then they ended up like writing letters and stuff to their mum and dad, like having to apologise because it was so hectic. Like shitting on someone's, like a car, like a sign and on a, <laughs> then smearing it on, smearing it on someone's car is like a huge lift from just shoving a few eggshells at a house like I don't know where they thought that was like gonna go down okay like it literally teared that family apart like for like a few nights like it was bad (laughs) (laughs) and then the egging obviously stopped once they got in trouble so it was definitely all those boys but it was like yeah it's a story that's gone down in our group remember um at schoolies that group of boys locked themselves in their oh. hotel room and would like fucking pan fry their shit in yeah, the hotel room yeah that was fucked at that disgusting schoolies place what's it called the islander do you remember that place did you go there Yes, I came up for one night. Oh, yeah. You can go into your story then. Oh, tell it quickly. So, I went to schoolies in Byron, but I convinced my dad to book a hotel for me and my friend Charlie for one night because we both were 
we both I thought I was seeing a guy up there Charlie actually was seeing a guy up there so the guy that I thought I was seeing we were just a fling to him and he was seeing a few girls up in the Gold Coast (laughs) and I went up for the night and I remember messaging him being like hey um I'm here in the Gold Coast no reply blah 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 so I was like oh fuck like I'm fucked. I've got this hotel room here. Charlie's gone to see like, you yeah, sister, Don't worry. Yeah, you've been there. <laughs> anyway, I'm like out, whatever. Charlie's like, I'm going to go hang out with my actual guy that actually likes me. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll go back to the hotel room and chill out. Anyway, I get a call at like 12.30 from the guy being like, hey, can I come over and stay? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Da, da, da. He comes over and he stays. We sleep together and I wake up in the morning and I'm like ecstatic. I'm like, yes, like got this guy. And then he does three of the loudest, <laughs> wettest farts I've ever heard in my life. And they must have been pretty bad because you can remember it. I still. can remember I remember it vividly now because <laughs> I have such bad PTSD from it. And I remember like looking at him being like, why the fuck haven't you woken up? Like, like, that's how much... Oh, he was I'm, asleep. I'm surpri- oh, so he doesn't even know he did this. No. And I'm surprised he didn't fucking shit his pants <laughs> in the hotel did. bed. <laughs> anyway, he then wakes up, looks at me, and he's like, why the fuck am I here? Swiftly leaves the hotel. But I was still like... So obsessed. Uh, there's still a chance for us. There's did still he message you again? No, nah, nah. never messaged again. Devo. Um, <laughs> the end. The end. Uh, well, do you think we have time for one more or not? Did you want to tell your famous one? Because I know you're stinging to tell it. The most triggering story of all time. Yeah. I yeah. think finish off with that one. Yeah. It does weirdly involve a reference to poo, but not really. It doesn't. Does it? Just what she called me. Ah. So I was staying with Camilla's grand our friend Camilla her grandma was away and she had a really cute little house in Malara and we were both staying there getting pierced like just being 22 year old whatever and one morning Camilla was out doing whatever she was doing and I woke up to go take my car somewhere and I see this 90 year old ish lady with like a balding head and like a, t- a little ponytail at the back <laughs> a little ponytail and a little bag of stuff and she goes excuse me and I was like yeah like just thinking she was just a grandma she's like can you give me a lift to the post office and I was like yep okay sure and then I got her in my car and then a, something clicked in me and I was like fuck, there's no post office. I thought there was a post office down the road, but it's actually not a post office. It's just, look, it's like a post office building, but it's got offices inside it. And then she had these, like, scary old hands and she, like, slowly turned her head to me and she's like, <laughs> can you give me a lift to my post office? And I looked at her and Your I was like... voice for her is so scary. And I was like, in my head I was like, this person's not a grandma. This is someone disguised as a grandma and I'm just about to be murdered. She's going to rip middle off of her the mask day. any minute now. And she was looking at me and I was like, is there anyone I can call like to, to, <laughs> to make sure that you're okay? And she goes, oh, listen here, you little brown-nosing piece of shit. And I was like, oh, my fuck. 
Oh my fuck. You and then, would have been such a fucking woods as well. You would have just frozen. I was frozen. terrified and in my head I was like, her bag of shit is in the back of my car. So firstly, I've got to get her Did you out. have one of those funny, um, like, yeah, bat, she, plastic stripy bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a plastic Big stripy like, bag with, like, weird notebooks and stuff. Like, <laughs> And at that point in my life, like, my dad hadn't got diagnosed with dementia. So I wasn't actually aware of what that illness is and how aggressive people can get on it. And you were locked in a small And I was car. locked in a car and she was like, like getting really angry and like shaking her hands like this and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then I kind of were you going oh my god oh my god in the car next to it no I was doing that really weird stressed out face face, I do your eyes go so enlarged yeah Yeah. it's just like I look like a fucking owl (laughs) and I was sitting and then these construction boys walked past and I was looking at them and it was like (laughs) I was in like out of a fucking horror movie I was like Help me! Like I couldn't even speak. I was like, "Help!" And they just didn't Why do anything. Why were you any... still in your car? Why didn't you get I, out? I didn't know what to do. Why so were you then, just, like talking through the window, like then, just get out of your car. Because I was so ang- like I was so anxious. I froze, and then I was like, "Okay, Steph. Step one: get out of the car." And I got. I, I looked at her, and I was like, uh, and I like jumped out of the car. I was like, <laughs> And I was like, I slammed the door shut. And there's like a little bug in your car. Yeah, and I was like shallow breathing and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Did you drive off or did she just waddle off? No, then I had to get her bag out of the car and then I had to go around to her side and open the door for her and she's like, oh, you you know, people like you, we call you fucking brown-nosing fucks. And I'm like, oh my God. Just get out of my car. She gets out of the car and she like grabs her bag and she walks off. How did she walk with her bag? I don't know. But then I, I you probably don't remember this. Anyway, then I slammed the door. Then I got in the car and then I burst into tears and I was like, I cannot believe that just happened. Like, And then I convinced myself the lady was going to get like lost and I was going to get in trouble for losing her and I was oh going to get arrested. God. And then anyway, I was driving with Ella and we were going to Queen Street <laughs> to get like an acai bowl or something. <laughs> And I literally nearly had a car accident because I saw her yeah. out of the corner of my eye accosting another person and her hair had, like, disappeared <laughs> and her hands and nails were, like, crawling around. She used to steal money from the – remember she used to go to the chemist or something. The She'd boys walk, knew her too. When, whenever she would go anywhere, I could see people. She'd I, get money off people. Yeah, so I watched – when I was in the car with Ella, I was like, watch this. And I watched this lady, like, stop to speak to her to help her. And then I saw her face, like, kind of go white and her face drop. And, like, it was as though the person was realising, like, holy fuck, this grandma what have I got is myself absolutely into? cooked. And ever since then, I've been terrified of old people. Like, when I go to my dad's nursing home to visit him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you deal with no, that no, then. No, no, no. Mum thinks I'm insane. Like, we'll be in the waiting room because he's in the dementia ward and we'll be in the waiting room and a lady will come out and be like, Hello, and I'll literally just get up and run away. Like you run outside. Are so like gross. I am terrified. Sorry, my dog's barking. Dog's barking. Story's over. I like that story though. So yeah, um, that grandma's made me like terrified of my dad's nursing home. Terrified of any old people. Like whenever that wet old people are near us, like even when I'm with Ella, like I'll walk ahead. Like I just, I, I that that was yeah a lot. A lot for it. you. Yeah, I can still see that terror in your eyes when an old person comes nearby <laughs> i just am like what's gonna happen next yeah maybe you've got to go to north shore clinic with me and you go for like your like anxieties around old people and your fear 
Yeah. I wonder if that's a thing for people. Well, I get scared of everything now because I'm just like, well, who's behind me? Who's about to fucking... You just think of her. Jump into my car. She was yeah. so terrifying. Well, Dar, look, you can get help. Yeah, no, we both you can. can. Do, you can do it. Well, you know, I've been seeing counsellors for a while. I've kind of gone down that track. Yeah, but not for old people. Your yeah. fear of old people. It's a new one. I wonder if that's like an actual phobia. I know. I reckon it would be. There's a phobia for anything, anything you're scared of. Mm. I'll get back to everyone on that. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, wrap it up there and we'll move on to some collide advice. And my collide advice today is going to be the opposite of triggering. It's going to be warm and fuzzy and delicious mm. wow. and divine and just a... A sweet sensation for the senses. All right, go into it. I'm going to recommend Anita ice cream. Yeah. Any flavour you want, any flavour that tickles your heart's desire, but please ensure that you put the banana lotus sauce in it. That That's what is should be the recommendation. That Bana- would make anything. Banana lotus sauce from Anita. You can order it on Uber Eats. It's amazing. It like, I tried it today. The best thing you will ever try. And that is my recommendation along with my new Palm Noosa set, linen shirt and shorts. Really love. Um, Thank you, Stephanie. I'm going to start with a podcast that I found the other day. It's from – it's another one from Headley Thomas. Love um, him. Who does all, like, the big crime podcasts including Teacher's Pet, which is probably one of the biggest ones that everyone would recognise. Um, this time it's called Shandy's Story. And it's about this young girl that was, like, brutally murdered when she was walking home from work, like, in the Gold Coast, and they still haven't solved the murder and who did it. And, look, love Headley Thomas. Love his voice. Really nice, easy to listen to. And it's nice when they're, like, Based in Australia, the crimes, like, you can relate and follow on easily. And you're a crime junkie. Love crime. Hence why I'm petrified and I can't stay in my own house by myself. Okay, my next collide advice is going to be skin-related. Go get yourself a facial consultation and then a facial from Ella Bachet. We went the other day. Um, It was really good. Like, we had, like, our own kind of facials like individual facials for our skin cater catered for our skin um and then they give you like help you like create a personalized skincare regime because as you would know it's very overwhelming there are a lot of different bloody skin products and i we get gifted to try a lot and like it can actually make your skin worse so it's nice to like clean that routine up and just have some you know basic kind of great skincare products in the cupboard i particularly love their sun cream have you tried it it's amazing it's the best sun cream cream ever ever. yeah i will say for me they recommended this serum and i love i've been using it every day and it's just like quick simple easy put the serum on before your moisturizer uh love their products they did say that sometimes it's good to just use one brand because they have each specialized ingredient and each step Mm. of the way sometimes it's a bit confusing using multiple brands because they don't match because they don't match so i got like an end i use their milk cleanser and then once a week i use their enzyme cleanser yeah they didn't give me the enzyme they forgot to give me that 
Oh, well, I'll give you some of mine. You can try it. It's really good. Is it really good? Yeah, I love it. It's it's like um, it's like a white kind of foam and then it Yeah. Like I think they forgot bubbles. to pop it in my bag. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, cool. Anyway, that's it for this week. It was a bit jambled and rambled. Rambled and jambled. But look, I think, funny enough. That's the end of the year for you. Bit of a scrambled egg. <laughs> I love bit scrambled eggs. Bit of a scrambled shit. Ew. With a side right, of grandma. Let's end it. Okay. Bye.